everyone, welcome to the episode of the Painter Files Podcast, episode 78. <laughs> I'm your host, Joara Blake, as you well know. Welcome. So, hi, (laughs) I am driving home, so if you hear the air conditioner or the road or anything like that, because I'm in my car, no shock there, we do this a lot, um, yeah, so I've been working on a lot of different art projects, I'm working on a big painting, well, a medium painting, and then I'm working on little, little tiny kind of print paintings that I may do little prints or I might not actually I don't really know I might just sell the originals I'm also doing Nintendo Switch prints which you know I'm sure Nintendo I can't make a lot of money on this otherwise I could get shut down by Nintendo for it um what I'm thinking about doing with those because I thought about the whole copyright aspect and Nintendo's not really one to kind of fuck around with that is I might give them as a gift to people when they buy something so I can give them it's like a thank you gift for buying a buying an actual painting of some sort so that's that's my theory about kind of getting around that I think the prints are fun and they're cool and they're just they're just nice and it'll be something to kind of allow people to get a hold of them so I'll make some stickers too I think I'm gonna do like my uh, eyeball lollipop freeze pop things. Do those, and I'm gonna do my band aid ones and make those. So it should go really well, honestly. I'm kind of excited to see all of it kind of come through. I'm learning how to do certain stuff uh, as far as Photoshop stuff to make it more, make it a little easier to kind of print out and do stuff like that so I get more kind of a, I don't know, like a illustrate, like a uh, online illustrated look as opposed, like a digital media look as opposed to like a physical media aspect to it in addition to kind of everything else. So I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. I got some of these other ones that I did years back that I might do. I might do my... Um, Constitution Luchador Monkey one that I did years back. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Um, my pinup, my, my red pinup, I might do that one in addition. Uh, I see a lot of really cool, kind of interesting possibilities on stuff to do. So I'm wondering where I'm going to kind of put these things together and do them with. But it should be good. I fixed my scanner somehow. Um, So, there's a lot of possibilities on little stuff to do and not do. So, I, I hope, I hope I do a good job. It's, it's difficult. (laughs) Setting up all these things and doing all these things is kind of difficult, so. There's a nervousness about failing at it, but. I don't know. And then also it's AwesomeCon, so like. I'm not trying, don't get me wrong. 
I would like to make back my booth rental. But if I don't, that's okay. Because it's more kind of me introducing myself to thousands upon thousands of people. You know, people who've never seen my work before. Ever in their whole lives. So I got to get more cards made. And I got to do all this other stuff. So I have stuff to give people. So they remember me. And they go and they check out things. And they subscribe. And they do everything. I can do stuff with a Patreon. I can do stuff with a podcast. I can do stuff with... YouTube, it's just there's there's so much to kind of come together on. And then, you know, Nerdy Bebop, we're going to be doing cool stuff with that too. I might even do a panel. I don't know. I'm probably not going to end up doing the panel, but I might, I might, you know. There's no absolute not going to do it. I just feel, I feel like a lot of art is about passion and if your passion is in your work, then like your your spirit is in your work. And work work with a lot of spirit touches people. It's not even always about the same type of art is the funny part. Like I, I didn't expect uh, somebody asked me today, what do I think gives heart to the artwork that people do? And I gave them a quick answer, but I had more time now to think about it. And I think a lot of times it's the style that someone has when they make their work. Not, not the, it's, it's not about the style, but you can tell in the style of someone's work whether they have passion about what they do. Whether they put real effort into the artwork in which they make. And it's not even about time. Like I remember, I remember artists, I remember a professor of mine once telling me, you don't spend enough time on your work. Like you're, you do everything super fast and it feels incomplete. And I remember just kind of looking at her and going, I don't, I don't understand. And to this day, like, I don't think it's about the time span in which you spend on it. But I do think it's about the heart in which you put all into it. And so, I try to put a lot of heart in my artwork. I try to really, like, dip my soul in the paint and then put it across the canvas. Concepts and ideas and unravelings and animals. All that shit. We are these uh, interesting little kind of perk pieces. My mother, side note, feels like I should maybe try and put an Etsy store together or some Amazon store together. I, I don't want to do either of those, so I'm not going to. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I thought about it, and I was like, if I did do something like that, I'd need to start up a new YouTube. Because my my stuff isn't about that, you know what I mean? Like, you you need a... My, my little sister said it a long time ago. She said you want to make money off of these people you need to have a commercial you need to have a commercial site and a personal site and I don't really I, I don't I don't not want these people to get my stuff but I do not want to be a corporate artist I know there's money to be made in that but I don't I don't want it I don't want that that bad I want to be great I want to paint things on walls and hang things up in beautiful places and let the world kind of 
touch and evolve and be a part of my process. I think that's really important. So much of what I do, I feel is like connected to the factors of me making things and understanding them and going about certain styles and phases and etc. And the journey is really fun for me. I like the journey. I like the constant evolution of, of ink and paint. Like that to me is really, really important. But, you know, although it's nice to have a lot of financial gain from all of it, if they didn't sell, I'd still be making it. I don't see myself stopping because it doesn't sell. I don't see myself starting be I don't see myself starting or continuing because it sells either. The whole point is to just kind of do things because it's it grabs me and it's a part of who I am. And so that's what I do. I have to really get in touch with these things. Really feel connected to them. I think that's probably why I change my style sometimes. Or my subject matter sometimes. Because I lose connection doing something constantly over and over and over again. So I find myself working towards something else to then make more. It's just this kind of world-building tip where you you find yourself living in this ocean of thoughts and then somewhere in between that is your boat. Your boat takes you to the, the islands in which your creativity kind of blossoms and blooms and fertilizes. And you get in your boat again and you go across the ocean to another part. They're all part of the same same ocean. But they're different different geological uh, not geological different uh, geographical spots there we go it's like geological it's like no that can't be right uh, yeah. geographical spots and so yeah it's um, they are the wildlife they are the fruits the berries the nature the blooms the people everything we just can't we can't be dictated that's not how and what we are we're the new everything so we have to make everything important and special otherwise we're not really alive turn of events I still have all these projects I have to do and yet I have yet to actually uh, get them really started because my thumb still kind of hurts a little bit from when I stabbed myself in the hand with a chiseling tool <laughs> go figure gotta be more careful I thought about getting like maybe some metal gloves or whatever but then I was like I can't really 
feel what I'm doing, and that's kind of the purpose of doing it. So it's a odd uh, kind of conundrum, a weird little conundrum of efforts and kind of work in relation to. It's a weird. It didn't come out as cool as I thought it would. Um, truck that's flashing its light beams to people. I don't know why that's going on. Alright, so, yeah, I gotta find the right paper so I can get everything going. I'm excited to get it going, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do once I get there. So I'm uh, working on it. Steadily working on it. So, we'll see. In other news, I finally got back to joining my Portuguese group. So, I've got all these things going on, and I'm speaking more, and I'm reading some, and I, I took a quiz, and I did really well on that. So, that's kind of nice. I am currently 25% fluent in Portuguese. <laughs> Which is exciting. Uh, my comp- my uh, comprehension is high. So, it's funny because, like, I knew it a long time ago. My uncle and I used to talk about it. My mom's sister, my mom's brother used to talk about Portuguese and, like, Brazil and all these things. And we would have these discussions. And it was just kind of interesting, honestly. It was just interesting to see kind of all the little ins and outs about the culture. What he knew, what I knew, what he remembered from being younger, what he remembered, he was in the Navy, so he traveled all these places and saw all these things. And he lived amongst, you know, everything. And it was just really kind of beautiful. And I remember he'd show me photos, and he'd tell me stories, and it was just, it was interesting. You get to really kind of grasp more from, less less from books and in the internet as it is now, than it was to have someone tell you a story of what Carnival was like in the 80s. The colors and the feathers and the music and the people and the, it was, you know, it's not the story you expect to have someone tell a child that something, it was a very sexy experience, but I mean, it is though. As I got older, it made more sense than it is. So I just kind of, I glommed onto it, I grabbed onto it, and it felt like an urge. So when I got to go and see everything, it was just, it was amazing. It was really amazing. It truly lived up. Carnivals have always lived up to, like, lived up to their hype. If you've never been, I suggest you go. It is uh, quite incredible. Uh, let me see. Also, 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 also. So I've been listening to a lot of Sue Giorgi, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Life Aquatic. He does the soundtrack for Life Aquatic. Uh, he does a lot of David Bowie in Portuguese. And it's just, you know, it's very cool. It's very, uh, it's interesting to see, like, people, when they run across different continents 
in different cultures, they expect to hear the same type of music. And a lot of times that doesn't really exist. And then this one, it's a cover of someone doing music that you've heard before. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's a remix. It's a fun little remix. There's a book that recently came out, by the way, which surprised me. Uh, it's this woman, so this white woman who claims her grandmother was, was uh, Puerto Rican. But she does not... She doesn't seem to be Puerto Rican. It's, it's not about that. Um, so she decides to write the story about this Mexican woman and her travels to America and how she did this. But she's like a rich Mexican woman, and it's like it's a very strange story. It's like a maid's tale or something like that, and it's just not. It's it's not a good it's not a good book. But because there's so much controversy about this book, it makes me nervous about being, I don't know, like, you're ever Latino, you grow up, you do all these types of projects, and you see all these things, and you celebrate, like, Africa and all the musics and everything, and then you're seeing, like all the Latin aspects and the African aspects and it's like a it's a it's a cultural mixing of both. I think people have that weird idea that it's it's one or the other, but in actuality it's like, you know, it's Kwanzaa but it's also quinceañeras, you know? It's um it's just it's interesting. There's uh Mofongo, which is like a ground uh, it's like a paste made from plant platanos, plantains and you know rice and beans and they're called different things depending on where you are but it's the same foods and the music's very similar if not the same and the people who are famous are the same and you grow up like seeing just all this really amazing beautiful shit and it's it's incredible it really is honestly like i've never I, I can't compare it to something that I've seen in my life. They've all been incredible, but this one just had this very strong kind of gorgeousness to it. So, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the mix. I was listening to this NPR report where they took, like, a uh, New Orleans band... And they took them to Cuba. And both of the groups were saying, it's crazy how, like, these people have never met each other, but they dance like each other's uncles. <laughs> Their uncles dance like each other when they hear the music. And they, they, they just have a good... It's, 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 it's a crazy... They're, they're thousands of miles away from each other. Or they're hundreds of miles away from each other. And they're, but they're so similar. The way the things are, the foods, the cultures, the way things are going, just the, the pride, even the, even the artistic endeavors are, they're so, they're not counterculture, they're similar culture. And it's just interesting. It's very, very, very interesting. The jazz, the funk, etc. like, 
And they said a lot of times it's partially not, it's not coincidental. Like these people, you know, these people were traveling back and forth and trading and doing all these other aspects. And, you know, they mixed and they mingled and they, they did all these things. And then I think about like my book and my book that I want to do, my other book, not the book I'm working on, but, well, I'm working on both, but this one's more personal about me as opposed to like a painting book or a picture book. Like it's got, it's got pieces of it, but I'm like illustrating a story about myself. And I'm not sure how big or small it's gonna be or how deep it's gonna go, but it's gonna be something. So, I don't know, I'm worried. I'm worried that I won't come off authentic. I will be authentic, but I'm worried people will think will think I'm, I'm faking my way past all these things. There's that imposter syndrome that, like, a lot of people feel. Partially because there are a lot of people who fake their way through things, and, you know, you don't want to be confused with, with them. But it's awkward. It's very... It's kind of... It's a little scary. It's scary to think that people will look at you and go, that's not you. What are you doing? And you have to, like, suddenly explain yourself. Even though you don't actually have to explain yourself. You can just be your culture. Be your... Not everybody knows everything about all this stuff. I just think the sad thing for this lady is like... At first I was like, wow, this is like really sad. She's like this light-skinned Puerto Rican who's being like dissed on for not doing whatever. And then it's like, well, why'd you write a story about... A fictional story about a Mexican woman? And like how she came to the U.S. Like, why don't you in this time of whatever. It feels like almost like torture porn in a way. And then you see, I don't remember what the name of the book is. I don't think it's like American made or anything like that. Um, but there's this whole thing where it's like, why don't you write about like your grandmother and stuff like that? Like you're not not allowed to write about things that, that, that you've studied and you become strongly, you have strong feelings towards, but there's a certain level of like if you're using a bunch of stereotypes to kind of tell your story and you're not really it doesn't come off authentic it comes off very fake then it's a worry you know I feel I feel a nervousness I've always felt a nervousness about all these things because although I grew up in it I didn't you know I'm not I didn't spend my life growing up in Flavelas so I'm not telling the story of Flavelas it's like the, uh, let me see, to explain to people what favelas are. Favelas are the slums of Brazil. So they have like shanty towns made out of like sheet metal that are built into the mountain and so on and so forth, these hills. And they're very dangerous. They're beautiful. And like the people who come from them have a lot of rich culture and wonderful things, but they are, they're very scary in a lot of ways. So, obviously, I'm not telling the story of favelas. I didn't grow up in a favela. I've, I've only seen them. I've never had to really be a part of them. Because, you know, I don't want to. It's scary. Uh, plus, you know, it's uh, it's not the part of Brazil that... I'm, we're not from Rio. We're not from Sao Paulo. We're, you know... We're not, it's, it's, not, it's not the part that we're from, so... There are other, there are, we're from like fishing villages and stuff like that, so 
it's different. It's just different. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to tell the story, but you know, I have a worry. I have a, a fear that somehow I'm going to not. I'm worried it's going to come out and sound like I'm not being true to who I am. And I feel like I've figured out who that is. I think that's probably the other issue. For a long time, I didn't know who who I am meant. Who I am, what I was, where I'm from, all these things. I didn't know. I didn't know all these kind of intersections in which everything kind of crossed and became, etc. Where the where the highway met the met the sky. So I'm going on and I'm doing these things and I'm building these pages and I'm painting and I'm, I'm talking about all the flavors and the customs and my grandparents and just how how they came to be, how I came to be, how everything mixed and became part of what it was. Like a like a crock pot. <laughs> Baking flavors making things all the different ways that they are. So I'm, I'm trying to really grasp and let that grow because I think that's really important. So yeah, my buddy Carlos said on a very honest, beautiful statement, he said, I want you to take your time with this. I want you to let this grow and be and see all the little kind of eccentricities in which they come and so that's what I'm working on all of it it's a little scary letting us use their uh, Disney Plus thing and I'm watching all these Dan documentaries Jane Goodall and stuff into the ocean I forgot how much I love documentaries <laughs> they're just inspiring so there was a portion of this that was actually here before but uh, something went wrong, went wrong with the audio so I had to take it out sorry Yes, happy Black History Month.